heart and soul of a nation, beckons the call. The voice of our forefathers heard in the distance. A house divided against itself cannot stand. To reclaim our honor. honor. Our soul. The challenges of a generation call out. Future generations hang in the balance. We choose liberty. This is the voice of a nation. The nation. The nation. The nation. And now, Malcolm. Biden, your president extraordinaire, is uh, traveling the world now. How do you like that stuff? And uh, he is in Glasgow and he is uh, at the summit. It's called COP26. China uh, snubs the whole thing. They're not there. Uh, Russia, same thing. Turkey, same thing. I mean, these are some of the biggest polluters on the planet. And certainly China is at the head of the table for this one. And uh, Xi Jinping wasn't uh, at all interested in uh, playing with these world leaders. You know, interesting as they've got the Olympics coming up there. I wonder if everybody snubs his Olympics, what he'll think of that potentially, huh? Well, what did get a lot of play, though, my friends, is this. Uh, Joe Biden had a terrific uh, speech that really got everybody excited. And I'm, I want to play just a quick ec- excerpt now of that for you. Uh, it, it is absolutely well worth it. Listen into this. As you hear there, Biden had uh, really uh, the most effective speech of the entire program. That's why we're calling this the Glasgow snore here. Uh, And boy, did he have a lot of people worried. They were running around trying to get the camera pan off of the president as he was sleeping. And reports are it wasn't just that one speech. uh, Where this initially started, it was actually the Barbados Prime Minister, Mia Motley, was uh, delivering what they are saying was an important speech on her nation's role in tackling the climate change. And so Biden snored through that whole thing. And then other speeches as well, he was filmed closing his eyes for, as they say, listen to this, long periods of time. Yeah, I do that as well when I'm bored out of my God. Uh, Yeah, that's exactly what's happened here with Biden. I wonder how many other world leaders will be snoring through this thing, I'll tell you. Uh, now, and I, I see other reports, he can be seen looking down at the floor uh, and closing his eyes during the speech. Uh, you know, and, and this is actually th- this particular quote I got right, was right out of the Washington Post. Uh, you know, this is friendly territory for Biden, clearly. Uh, and they say, but the camera appears to pan off the president quickly when it is clear he is not listening as intently as he probably should. You know, this is all a smoke and mirrors game, if there ever was one. I mean, obviously, this president could care less about any of this climate change fiasco or anything to the such. But yet they're out there. Big deal. Looking to spend big money. And and we've got I mean, we'll talk about that today, but a lot of money they're looking to spend on this thing. And of course, they want the United States to, to empty our pocketbook, as always is the case. Uh, why, again, uh, supposedly the, the countries like China, Russia want no part of it. Uh, now, listen, let me give you this here, uh, Xi Jinping. So as I said to you moments ago, he's a no-show. He doesn't make it at all. And either does uh, Vladimir Putin, Russia, not there. And President uh, Erdogan from Turkey, not there. Uh, 
President Xi Jinping, though, and China is really the big story here. They are the world's factory and they're the biggest source of greenhouse gases, if it matters or not. According to them, it matters. Of course, if we didn't have any of those gases, we'd have no green either. We'd have no trees or bushes or anything else. Uh, so, what, well, there is green. It's in the wallets and the pockets of the big globalists. That's where the green is, right? And maybe that's what they're looking for. Maybe that's why they're running around giving vaccines to the rest of the world. People are speculating. They want to be the only ones left here. I don't know. I'm just, just saying, just, just saying, people. So the, the uh, Post says China will continue to prioritize the, uh, uh, the conservation and they'll pursue a green and low carbon path to develop. This is Xi Jinping now. He, he did a written announcement, a letter, postcard, whatever the hell you want to call it, that he sent in here to the COP26 in Glasgow. Uh, he, he offered no other specifics, no, no, you know, no guarantee of anything, but he says that... Uh, he promises to release concrete plans when hell freezes over. Not quite, not quite. But he is going to release concrete plans for peaking his country's emissions in 2030. And he, he wants to achieve carbon neutrality by 2060. I also seen something, as I recall, I think India said they want to do it by 2070, I believe. Um, and she adds up and he says, I hope all parties will take stronger actions to jointly tackle the climate challenge and protect the planet. The shared home for us all, he says. Wow, wow, wow. And one other footnote, he apologized for Trump's decision to pull out of the Paris Accords. And uh, that's another point to this thing. And he was apologizing, which, of course, most Marxist Democrat presidents do apologize. We remember Obama doing that years ago throughout Europe. It's, it's a natural uh, tendency of these cats to apologize to the world. Let's bring on Dr. Jay Lair now and talk a little bit of what this Glasgow, he knows a hell of a lot more about this and he'll entertain us for a bit and educate us hopefully. Uh, Dr. Lair is a uh, senior policy analyst with the International Climate Science Coalition. He's the former science director of the Heartland Institute. Now he is the co-host with our dear friend and buddy Tom Harris and Dr. Jay Lair do that extraordinary program on Saturday and Sundays, The Other Side of the Story, plays at 11 a.m. and is an encore at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. You can hear that again, my friends, anywhere in the world on the iHeartRadio network or our own apps or our media play or any of those items. Uh, easy to catch the network there. Okay, Dr. Lair, let's talk a little bit about uh, the Glasgow snore here. And uh, first of all, you see the most important speech that Biden delivered there, right? You did catch that. I, I did indeed. And it, it was the great snore. And I was assigned by one of the groups I work for, the uh, Committee for a Constructive Tomorrow, CFAC.org, where I uh, write every week as I write with uh, you at AmericaOutloud.com. And uh, some weeks ago, I was assigned to uh, study uh, COP26 and write a series of articles about it, which I have done. So uh, at this point in time, I consider myself certainly one of the leading experts on what is going on here. Uh, and you can define it in a number of ways. It is a joke. It is a snore. But it's something far more uh, specific than that. Uh, as a youth, uh, at one point before I decided to dedicate myself to science, uh, I considered going into the Broadway theater. I actually lived only 10 minutes away from uh, Manhattan. And one of the types of theater I studied was called the farce. <laughs> a farce is a literary work 
containing ridiculous plots, exaggerated characters, over-the-top situations for comic effect. And Mm -hmm. COP26 defines better than anything I have ever seen as the greatest farce the world has ever known. Now, it is the 26th meeting of parties, 25,000 bureaucrats travel to a very attractive location on their poor taxpayers' money, vacation for a week, talk and accomplish nothing. At the end, they uh, write some statement saying, oh, they did produce something. But they're there entirely to extort money for the developing countries from the developed countries. Mm -hmm. And sometimes they're very general about how much money they want. And sometimes they're very specific. In the case of the United States, they want $80 billion uh, from the United States over the next few years. They're never going to get it. Of course, they are aware that Mr. Obama gave them $500 million. I think they probably are counting on Biden uh, doing as well. But the entire thing is a joke. Uh, It's smoke and mirrors. Uh, Shakespeare said sound and fury signifying nothing. And I'm thinking, since this is the 26th iteration of it, that most people in the world are waking up to the fact that it is nothing more than a joke. Nothing will be accomplished. It has nothing to do with science or changing the temperature of the planet. It is entirely redistribution of wealth. Well, I wonder how many people, Jay, are waking up to what you say there. Because if you look back years ago, many of the predictions they made, actually, they, as I recall, many of the predictions by 2020, uh, we were going to be underwater, shorelines would be gone. They were already predicting disaster at many of the early statements. Is that correct? That is correct. And none of them has happened. I think eventually uh, you predict something over and over again and you wake up and and none of it happens. I do not think many people in the world take this seriously. I think they see it for what it is as a vacation for low-level bureaucrats getting together, chatting with each other, going home, claiming they accomplished something. Another point you make, Another point you make about the people traveling there. Now, that's interesting, too. And, and I, you know, think about this, everybody, when you've got this sort of expense, like you say, I read somewhere, I forget, it was a huge amount. Uh, a, uh, and he's got a lot of his administration out there. Biden, I'm speaking about just with us. I remember they talked about the the, the car, the, the, the train of cars went on forever. Uh, you know, the, the limos and all of that they had, you know, if that was you, you bring up a very valid point. If this was really a deep concern, like they're calling this an, an essential uh, threat to the planet, a catastrophe is looming. I mean, they've used some pretty descriptive words, Jay. If this was really the case, sincerely now, and they really felt that in their heart, then wouldn't they do a conference like this through a Zoom or something or get somebody on there or through Skype or some other measure where you can pull everybody up and just do it online? And wouldn't that be the way you do it? Absolutely. But in fact, they're burning more fossil fuels. Their goal is to eliminate fossil fuels and have the world run on wind and solar, which is impossible. And that would allow cause the governments to have to ration energy for every human being on Earth. So their whole idea is let's get rid of fossil fuels. Then uh, the the threat to our climate increased temperature will end when, in fact, exactly as you're saying, they are using more fossil fuel in one place with private jets, with all the airplanes and the thousands of cars than probably 
any single place on earth within a single week. So that immediately puts the lie to anything they're doing. But somehow they'll tell you, well, uh, they're in charge. They're looking at a higher level and whatever they burn uh, really doesn't matter as long as in the end we get to where we rid the world of that very fuel that has increased our standard of living to what it is now. They want to go back to the mid-19th century, uh, the horse and buggy world. Mostly it's all about control. It's Marxist, it's communist, uh, it's extortion, it's redistribution of wealth. One thing, Malcolm, it has nothing to do with is science. Yeah, yeah. Jay, let's talk about this one moment here. If, If they were successful, now if, they were successful at pulling off any part of this, as you suggest. And as they suggested with the wind and solar, which, and we talk a lot about, there's a lot of our writers and people focused on how, how lunacy that all is uh, for a whole host of reasons. But, but let's say they really had this vision and they were successful in trying to get convinced enough people that this is a problem, Jay, and that we're going to cut back and do all of that. And as you suggest, back to the, the buggy, the horse and buggy days, or back to the 19th century. So what, what is, I mean, is that really their ultimate goal? I mean, I can't imagine that's really their ultimate goal. Do, do you think, uh, I guess what I'm asking is, do you think they believe themselves in their hearts, Jay, that this they would operate? Exactly. They that's a- what I'm they wondering. They absolutely do not. Wondering. It yeah. can never happen. Right. All they want is control. So it's a money more machine. Ex- as it's you a say. money machine. They, the more expensive yeah. they make the fuel that makes life uh, possible here on Earth, the more they get control of government of rationing fuel. In the end, their goal would be to control all of the energy in the world and portion it out to every human being on Earth. It can never happen. I mean, right. that's right. why I say it's a farce. It can yeah. never happen. Yeah. But I guess they're uneducated people that get a little scared about it. Right, right, right. But what you just described right there a moment ago, Jay, is really a, a globalist utopia is what you're saying there. And that's, I guess, a lot of roads lead to that. And, you know, I was telling listeners yesterday, I, I never um, really... Uh, years ago, Jay, I had a hard time grasping this globalist thing, you know, years back, I just didn't grab the whole idea that everybody, you know, like that people really thought that that was the ultimate plan. I, I didn't really see it, but I guess a lot of roads lead that way. Don't they, buddy? They do. And uh, I've always seen it for what it is. It's yeah. all about control. And what happens when you become very rich and you have all the homes and all the material things you can have, What you don't have is power. So globalism is a cadre of thousands of very well-to-do people in countries all over the world that recognize the one thing they don't have is power over the population of the world. They're globalists because they will get a share of controlling mankind. It isn't going to happen, but it's been around forever and and it will never end. I mean, global warming and climate change will go away in 10 or 20 years, they'll have something else. Because these very well-educated people, very well-off people, all they don't have in the world is power over the people. Right. Well, initially, wasn't this initially called global warming? Then they changed it to climate change. Is that what I understand? And and actually, do I understand further, Jay, that, that we're really cooling? We're not warming at all, but we're cooling. Is that correct? 
you're precisely right. It started at global warming. And when the temperature wasn't increasing, they changed <laughs> to climate change. And right now, uh, I mean, I am a climatologist. I study this. Uh, I, I, my wife doesn't like me to make bets, but I would wager a small bet 20 years from now, uh, we'll see probably a half a degree of cooling from where we are on the earth. Wow. So it'd be the direct opposite of what these people are uh, uh, boasting about right now that we're going to explode right. because it's getting so hot, you know, right? Correct. Correct. But they'll blame it on fossil fuels anyway. I mean, it doesn't matter what happens. Right. They will blame uh, the people for causing it and they will claim give the government more power, take away more individual freedom, and they will save us uh, from whatever scenario uh, yeah. is likely to occur. Well, I guess this all kind of fits into the fight of good and evil, Jay, really. But, you know, uh, I mean, really, though, but truly, I mean, there's so many evil plots, uh, you know, circling the globe right now. I guess this is one of many. But let me ask you specifically about I, I've really got a, a charge out of this uh, statement uh, postcard, I call it, uh, sent over by Xi Jinping. And, and let's dive into that a moment here. Now, correct me on this again, because you know, you know far more about the facts on this. But our China is I mean, if we're really talking about uh, this uh, uh what they reference as uh, polluted or whatever the, we're talking about the greenhouse. They're the biggest source of greenhouse gases, aren't they? Very definitely. Probably 50% of it all. Wow. And from day one in the Paris Accord, they were giving a pass. They were told they can do whatever they right. want till 2030. And in 2030, they would start uh, reducing their greenhouse gases. But remember, uh, people need to understand greenhouse gases are, are carbon dioxide and water vapor, and they're all good. The earth is greening because we have more greenhouse gases. The idea that the emission of carbon dioxide from the burning of fossil fuel is a bad thing from the earth is, is absolutely untrue. It's a good thing. In the last 30 years, about 25% more of the earth has turned green and green is good for everything alive on the planet. Well, I mentioned that up front a moment ago, and I don't think a lot of people understand that or, or grasp what you're speaking about. But I, you remember I talked about that in the opening statements about the green and the only green they really want is their wallets, which you have pointed that out. Uh, but, you know, this whole reference to greenhouse gases uh, and the carbon footprint, I mean, this carbon footprint is essential to our life and it's essential to looking at this beautiful planet we're on, is it not? It, it definitely is. And one good thing happened this week. Uh, the Supreme Court agreed to take a second look at the ability of the Environmental Protection Agency to control the emission of carbon dioxide. This was a, a, a major thing because the, the fact that EPA talked the Supreme Court into allowing them to control carbon dioxide as a pollutant is the worst thing that ever happened. Uh, in this country. And now there's a chance of undoing it because carbon dioxide is not a contaminant. Uh, it's basically the breath of life. It's why we are here. And they've been able to convince a large part of the population what is good is in fact bad. And going back to your comment about good versus evil, the world has always been in a battle, uh, good versus evil from uh, since Adam and Eve. Amen. And I will tell you that if you go through historically, it will appear that evil is always winning. Evil, they have a, a big leg, leg up. They don't mm -hmm. ever have to tell the truth. They can lie. They can mm -hmm. do whatever. But in the end, evil does not win. And, and right now, uh, I am really optimistic that mm -hmm. they've dug a hole. Evil has dug a hole so deep now that more and more people 
are going to want to climb out of it. And uh, we're going to start back. We're going to start back in 2022 with the election of a new House of Representatives. I could not be more uh, confident. And what's going on at COP26 in Glasgow is just more data that's going to show rank and file people what a joke this is. Now, one thing I'm really thrilled about is that China and, and Russia pulled out of, of uh, Glasgow because that really pulls the, uh, absolutely pulls the rug out from under uh, what's going on there. I mean, most people realize if Russia and China are not involved and Turkey is not involved, it just becomes a bigger joke. Yeah, well, I was going to ask you that specifically with this uh, China and Russia b- both snubbing the whole thing. I mean, how do you have this sort of a world event? And when you have these kinds of uh, uh, countries with this kind of a footprint, Jay, not involved at all in this process. I mean, that to me should send a signal to everybody that this thing is a ble- nothing but a blessed joke. I mean, and, and China's statement is so ludicrous in what Xi Jinping sends over. You know, I, I was thinking here coming into today, Jay. He's got to be sitting back in his little temple out there in uh, in Beijing, laughing his ass off. Uh, for real now, for real. When you talk about, you know, I, I mentioned you good and evil, and you say, well, yeah, Malcolm's been up. But yeah, I agree with you. It's been here since the garden scene. You you better believe it. And and we fight the good fight here at America Out Loud every day. That's my mission here. It's what I do. It's what I do on my program. This is the fact that's the whole impetus of the voice of a nation is the fight of good and evil. That's what this program is all about. In fact, you helped me launch this when we launched our first couple of shows back a couple of years back. Remember, Jay, you know, uh, I do. And it's, it's worked out very well. And yeah. you're exactly accurate that what is going on now is all working to our advantage. It's all working to our advantage. I, I think in, a, in an odd sort of way it is. And I think you can see that. And, you know, I, I and I can see it as well, because. You know, you can only do so much of this smoke and mirror stuff and this evil shenanigans before people wake the hell up. And in fact, we're seeing that already with a lot of uh, pushback and the polls that are plummeting for this um, president. And, you know, I mean, when you talk about a legacy, I mean, his legacy is going to be in the tank. Uh, There's nothing, uh, uh, nothing has been accomplished of any sorts for anybody and Democrats are starting to see that now. I'm, and I'm talking about now when I say that, Jay, I'm talking about moderates, independents, just left of center. I'm not talking about the Marxist left, which has tried to chew up the whole Democrat Party whole. You know, I'm not talking about that. Those people will never see the light of day because they're the core of evil. But I'm talking about those centrists and those people just left of the aisle. They're starting to see what a freaking joke this president is, don't you think? Oh, I think entirely. I never imagined uh, his Hooper rating or whatever is uh, uh, and how many how little support he has would go as low uh, as it is. And I think uh, we've got an election coming up in uh, Virginia where one of his uh, acolytes is running for governor. I, I think uh, that's a big chance in a very democratic state that uh, he could lose. And it, that could be the beginning of a sea change. And, and I, I think uh, he is well, way worse than anyone imagined. Uh, mm-hmm. I really expected that he, he would have puppet masters giving him more, uh, you know, reasonable things to do. But instead, it's uh, worked the opposite. Uh, it's more ridiculous every day. 
It does. It does get more ridiculous. That is perfectly said every day. And it gets to the point where we really it's it's hard is it, to sometimes follow these narratives because you almost have to pinch yourself and say, like right now, when I started this and I talked about him snoring through, I mean, the guy's fallen asleep. Now he's out there telling us all the sky has fallen. And yet he's out there sleeping through obviously a very boring uh, adaptation of uh, climate change in our country. I mean, it is nothing but humorous at this point. And every policy, everything this administration has touched is turned into disaster. Uh, and you have to size it up. I mean, who is he doing this for exactly? You know, you take a look across the board, friends, uh, everything from the immigration and the border to the foreign policy of Afghanistan. You take a look at the economy and the inflation. You take a look at the spending and the debt and the recklessness. You take a look at the climate investments, what's going on around the world. And you have to, you take all of those policies. And again, here's my message. Whether you're a Democrat, Republican, Independent, you know, okay, maybe if you're a communist, you get this thing. But the rest of us, we look at those policies and you have to say, does anything this administration do, does it benefit the American people? And the collective answer to that is no. So who the hell is he benefiting exactly? Now, many people, of course, are calling him a puppet of China, of Xi Jinping. Whatever it is, he certainly isn't a puppet of the American people. He's not helping us out at all. And all these policies and decisions that this administration is making are hazardous to our constitutional republic is what they are. And that makes this administration, you know, this administration, and it's hard to even wrap your mind around that we're having this conversation. It's so ridiculous. I mean, you know, I, I would say to you, it's so bad across the board right now that this is going to sound strange to you, but he's actually making Jimmy Carter look very successful. Think about that a minute. He's actually making Jimmy Carter look like just a most successful president. And so now you've got a couple of the biggest failures in this century. And sadly, they're happening in our lifetime, friends. So anyways, we are talking here with Dr. Jay Lair and, uh, you know, Dr. Jay Lair and Tom Harris have that extraordinary program, The Other Side of the Story. And uh, they're, they're not only having a, a, a lot of success with it, but they're having a lot of fun doing it. And you can tell that. And the kind of guests they're having and the other things that are going on. And we'll, and we'll talk to Dr. Lair a little bit uh, after here about that. But that program is a must listen. They really tackle the big stories and they have on in a, in a terrific uh, lineup of guests. Uh, and uh, really proud of them. They've done so well. Uh, so excited to have them part of this lineup. You know, our weekend lineup is absolutely tremendous. You've got to tune in, I mean, hopefully all the time during the week and the weekends. But, you know, and I say the weekend because we launched all that in April uh, at our five-year anniversary, just this past April, because uh, we launched the whole network in 2016. Well, that was the fight of good and evil. We, we knew we were going to have to be here for this fight ahead. And that's when we launched America Out Loud. April 1st was no no fools, people, but that's the day we launched it. Uh, it seemed like a good day to launch it, you know, screw everybody up and <laughs> say, it's not, not, a, not exactly a fool's game here, but here we are. And so we, we launched an entire new weekend lineup back in April of this year, and it has been just tremendous. Uh, you know, so many terrific shows there. As I tell you, like the other side of the story, which I'm telling you about now, but you've also got the Frankly Daniels show uh, 
in nine o'clock in the morning with Daniel Baranowski. Phenomenal show. Unity without compromise. Dr. Stephen Latula, outstanding. The Prism of America's Education with one of the former teacher deans, educators there, Karen Schoen. Terrific. The McCullough Report with Dr. Peter McCullough at two o'clock Saturday and Sunday. Outstanding. Energetic Health Radio, Dr. Henry Ely. So you get an idea of some of the program here on the weekends. And, and I got to mention one of my favorites, too, is Faith Is with Pastor Rick Stevens. If you haven't listened to him, please do. He's on at 8 o'clock, 8 a.m. Eastern time. Now, I know that's pretty early for the West Coast, but hey, you know, 5 o'clock, get up and have some coffee on a weekend and praise the Lord. And here you are. You can listen in here. You know, Pastor Rick Stevens, Faith Is, 8 a.m. Saturday. And all those shows go to podcast as well. Uh, Monday and Tuesday, they all find themselves on uh, podcast. So that's how you uh, uh, can, can get it there as well if you miss it on the weekend. But we hope you won't uh, tune in to America Out Loud Talk Radio and uh, catch the uh, excitement of the adrenaline that's happening with this network. We're on a mission here, We're on a mission of uh, not only what we talk about, good and evil, but as a mission of liberty and justice for all. Uh, you see all the write-ins, the columns, everything back at the network here, uh, and the tremendous work happening across our uh, platform, our network. And these are people that are around the globe. They're not just, uh, you know, folks in one particular, they're everywhere. Every, we have great contributors and experts here. We also have that great bookstore, by the way. A lot of these people are great authors. In, in fact, Dr. Jay Lehrer's as well. He's written so many books. Uh, and But if you go to our bookstore, that link, if you go to americaroutloud.com on the front page, on the right sidebar coming down, there's a link to that great bookstore. And there's a series of books out in the front there, which you can, uh, uh, we change it up every couple of days. The, the books will change. But click the bookstore, go on, and you'll find uh, a lot of books there from many of our experts and many of our um, extraordinary guests that are on these shows as well. So we're going to take a quick pause, my fellow Americans, but I promise you we'll be back. You're listening to the voice of a nation. It was a vision that gave birth to a unique multimedia platform that would combine classic talk radio, great writers, and memorable podcasts and videos. AmericaOutloud.com is a conservative leader in a field that is predominantly run by far-left progressive globalists. Welcome to the new era in communications, America Out Loud Talk Radio. Get real, let's get loud on America Out Loud Talk Radio. This is McCullough Report. Are you tired of your tired vitamins? Consider Healthy Cell. These are pill-free vitamins that are in convenient gel packs. Uh, I like the Focus and Recall supplement. I use this a lot. You know, your brain uses a lot of energy and it depends on a variety of micronutrients and vitamins. Boost your short-term focus and long-term brain power with Healthy Cell's Focus and Recall Vitamins. So go to HealthyCell.com, use the code OUTLOUD, all capital letters, OUTLOUD, for a 20% off your first order of any Healthy Cell product. Let's get real. Let's get loud on America Out Loud Talk Radio. In 2008, the amount of concentrated time people could spend on a task without becoming distracted was 12 seconds. Five years later, it was only 8 seconds. One second less than a goldfish. 
If you find yourself always distracted or having trouble recalling information, you're likely to fall behind in the demanding, fast-paced 21st century. In other words, brain performance is more critical now than ever. Boost your brain power with Healthy Cells Focus Plus Recall. Science-backed nootropics to sharpen focus, concentrate longer, enhance recall, improve mental speed, learn rapidly, and be more alert. It's a pill-free brain supplement made with maximum absorption technology, designed to feed our brains at the cellular level. Take it for a test drive. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off your first order of Focus Plus Recall. That's HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD for 20% off. The silent majority has spoken. We say, let the silent voices be heard. You can be the voice of change. Contact our producer at libertyatamericaoutloud.com. libertyatamericaoutloud.com. Onwardly believe Xi Jinping. He has, he just, he's like the fox. He outsmarts everybody. He's got to be sitting back there in his little temple there in China and laughing his uh, just ass off here at pulling another one off on the world as they get ready to sink all this money into this endless exercise of stupidity. And uh, he, he's just laughing because he ain't doing anything. He's just keeps, he's got everything blocked. In fact, let me bring Dr. Jay Lair on now. You know, uh, Dr. Lair, I want to ask you, you, you look at those pictures of China, you see all the emissions, you see all the, and some of the cities and what's going on. And, you know, I mean, if it, you know, I guess there's got to be a balance, Jay. There has to be a balance between the greening of the planet and getting into some of these cities. And, and I always wonder about this because I don't know the answer. But when, when you look at some of the interesting pictures and what have you coming out of China, some of those cities that are so damn polluted and which you can't even breathe. When I'm talking about breathing, when you got just, uh, you know, all that carbon di- uh, monoxide or dioxide, right? <laughs> Good, hopefully it's not monoxide, but carbon dioxide. Do you know what I'm saying? When it gets to be that heavy polluted, certainly that's not good for you, right? No, uh, China has serious problems with their cities. And uh, before the last Olympics, they had to shut down many, many factories. Oh, I remember that, Jay. Weeks. Yeah, they that. had to shut them down for weeks at a time. I mean, they really have real... Uh, pollution problems, and it isn't carbon dioxide. It's uh, a variety of uh, gases that yeah. come from I was kidding, all the products. Yeah. yeah, from all yeah. the products they make. They are the world's uh, biggest polluter, and uh, some of it is serious pollution. And actually, I think uh, uh, the Chinese leader overplayed his hand, uh, deciding so? not to come. Yeah, I think deciding not to come to uh, COP twenty six. Uh, played into my hands and your hands. I agree. Uh, it made it made the meeting look uh, ever more foolish. And the same with uh, Putin and the the leader in Turkey. So uh, they were they were kind of snubbing it uh, to show how much more important they were than all the other countries uh, uh, joining the fray there in Scotland. But I think in doing so, they really pulled the rug out from under the whole meeting. And most people recognizing that uh, realize even more that this entire meeting is a joke. Yeah, I've seen it the same way, Jay, that you just said, and, and the fact that you put that out there, that they actually played more into the hands of people really seeing the truth here. So actually, the truth of the matter is here, Xi Jinping and Vladimir Putin and probably Erdogan as well, uh, did us a favor, didn't they, Jay? Because had they been there and really were serious and ready to battle, 
first of all, it would have been an eye-opening moment. And I think probably people would have had to take the conversation maybe a little more seriously, huh? You're, you're exactly right. They, they did do us a favor. Uh, actually, we couldn't have scripted it any better. Yeah, yeah. What do you make of Biden apologizing for Trump's decision now to pull out of the parrot? He, I mean, th- nothing irritates me more than one of our leaders when they get out there on the world stage. E- you know, we always had a policy of this years ago, but you tell me, Jay, but I'll remember years back, we never sort of did that. There was a sort of diplomacy in our country. In other words, how do I say, Jay, we never really took our dirty laundry overseas and aired it all out and threw it all over the place as Obama did throughout his administration apologizing for American exceptionalism. And that is a fact that that is what he did time and time again. Here, Biden is out there apologizing for Trump pulling out of the Paris Accords. What do you make of it? Well, it's really part of the Marxist rule book, uh, rules for radicals. Uh, You know, Obama did a tour of the whole world apologizing for everybody. You know, uh, Biden's not near as smart uh, as Obama. So he's kind of befuddled uh, with what he's doing. And he's showing himself to be so ignorant. So essentially, everything he does uh, does not work out uh, to the advantage that, let's say, it, it did to Obama. It just looks worse and worse. I'm rather surprised at what's going on because I had picture that there was a, a group of puppet masters mm-hmm. behind Biden that were pulling all the strings and making all the decisions. I, right. I now think that, uh, you know, Biden is uh, a megalomaniac and he's excited about the power he has, and he's making uh, his own decisions on the fly. And I'll bet there are people behind him that are tearing their hair out as he digs a hole deeper and deeper, getting less and less support. But again, that all works to our advantage. And let me tell our listeners what I uh, say in virtually all the radio uh, interviews I do. Mm -hmm. Uh, In November of 2022, uh, we have midterm elections, 535 uh, House seats. Uh, I don't think uh, they can cheat in that many uh, to win the House. I think the House will uh, go in a landslide uh, to Republicans, uh, more conservative, and we'll get rid of Nancy Pelosi and we'll have uh, certainly a better uh, Speaker of the House. I don't know who that would be, but I, I'm really optimistic that every day in every way, a few thousand people wake up to the craziness of the Biden administration, the the new rules they come out with uh, every day. And those people, uh, when it comes to election time, November 2022, uh, are going to be voting uh, not for the big D next to the name of people. They're going to be voting for uh, the R and and there'll be a sea change. A lot of people think I'm too optimistic I really don't think so. No, uh, no. So- there, there are times, Jay, in our history and in our lives where a little bit of pain can be good for us is what I think you're suggesting, right? I mean, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I, I think I agree with that in the sense that there are times in our lives, too, and even in our own personal lives, but in collectively as the life of our country, uh, there are times where, you know, uh, uh, how do I say, Jay, a punch to the gut is essentially sometimes what we need, kind of a wake-up call, if you will. This whole Biden extravaganza fiasco has been really, as I mentioned, he's actually making Jimmy Carter look good. You heard me say that on the uh, exit there, right, of the last uh, part of the program, right, Jay? 
Um, yes, and they're, they're two different people. I mean, oh, Carter yeah. was a nice, well-meaning, not very bright <laughs> fellow who ended up class in his class at the Naval Academy, where Biden, you know, is basically a crook. I mean, he, he's a crime family. Uh, you know what he's done. That's with a his, great uh, point. Children. That's yeah. a great I mean, so point. It, yeah, they they come yeah. from two different. Well, I'm uh, talking places. about their corrupt policies. I'm not talking about what what you just said. I, I'm so glad you said what you said because you're. I totally agree with you. Carter is actually uh, as a private citizen. He's been doing tremendous work for the homelessness and doing other things. He's got a heart and passion. You know, uh, Biden is a crook. You're right. They're two different characters. Uh, but I'm talking about the policies. They they uh, they're not they were not the smartest guys. You're, you're exactly right. But listen, you said something a few moments ago. I'm going to I kind of I don't think I totally agree with you. And you said you were and I, I heard you. I mean, you were surprised a little bit. The puppet masters and that, oh, maybe Biden is doing more of this. And I still don't think he is, Jay. I, I think and I'll say to you why. I, first of all, I don't think he has the intellect anywhere near that would be uh, needed to accomplish these kinds of things. He is a buffoon. He's clumsy. Uh, he's all of that. And he is a crook. He's evil. There's all of that. But, you know, the one who is really, I think, and I think we've proven it now enough by with the evidence that's pulling his strings is Barack Obama. In fact, Barack Obama, I believe it was, Jay, do you know this video clip that was played? I believe it was on Cold Beer, I believe, uh, a few years back. Uh, uh, I remember just seeing it not too long ago here where Obama came out and he said he wished that uh, he could be a... Um, kind of a, uh, a president that is um, off off the campus. In other words, he wished he'd have a president he could control through the earpieces. And he was making a joke about it with Stephen Colbert. said, well, you know, maybe I could have another term by just sort of uh, having somebody I could boss around and mess around with. And he actually said that in public. And isn't that maybe what's happening here, you think? Yes, I think that is partially true, yeah. maybe more than partially. But what I do believe is that Biden plays a bigger role than I would have imagined. Okay. In other words, uh, he's got a wife that loves being the first lady that will try to keep him upright for uh, the better part of his four year term. So I think he's take, uh, playing a bigger role than I would have expected it, him to take. But I have little doubt. Are you that surprised that he can still put three? Uh, in other words, you're talking about some of the recent speeches. Are you surprised when you've seen some of the recent ones to see that he can even because uh, he hardly makes sense most of the time. But even some of the times that he can, that surprises you, didn't it? Just a little bit. Yeah. You know, yeah. I've always thought yeah. that his dementia is overplayed. It may get worse in the next uh, uh, year or so. But no, he has surprised me because many of yeah. the rules and regulations he's put into force are a lot crazier than I would have uh, imagined. So I think he does uh, he does play a role. He's been in government for 47 years. He's done nothing at all. All of a sudden, uh, he has the controls of the whole country. Right. And it's a game to him, and he loves it. Right. All right. But you know something? I want you to think of this a minute here. And I actually thought of this the other day, Jay. And you don't think I'm crazy here, but l listen to me now. You just say some of the policies are very radical. They are. 
And the things that he's doing, as I said to the country, what's good for Americans? It's not good for Americans. Everything he's doing, there's not a policy he's initiated, Jay, or a decision he's made that has been good for us. Now, I can't think of a damn thing. Okay, across the board, he sucks. I mean, let's call it what it is. He's horrible. He's atrocious. He's the worst we've ever seen. Have you ever seen a worse president? Just on that merit of everything being so screwed up. Have you seen a worse president in your entire lifetime? No, there's uh, no question no. about it. You've described it accurately. There's not a single thing uh, he has done uh, okay. that benefits the United States citizen. I just want to make sure, because you've been here far longer than I, and, and I say that respectfully, and you, you, you're you a student of the political game, and you've watched it all over the years, so you'd have a better sense of that than I have. I know what my answer is, but okay, so, but here's here's what I want, I want to understand, Jay. All right, if, if, um, uh, this Biden, Joe Biden. So we say to ourselves, Jay, he's doing such crazy things. I mean, it's so uh, you call him a megalomaniac. The guy's off the he's bouncing off the walls and the, whatever he's doing. It's insane. It's insanity. It's the description of all of that. Then you think about this a minute and you say, OK, who's making these decisions? You say, well, he's, he's a lot further ahead than I thought he might be, or at least he can you know, try to play like he is. And I think about that. And I think about Obama, a lot of these things were Obama's agenda, but Obama promised a transformation of the country. Obama could not pull it off in in the eight years he had, Jay, keep in mind. Now, I I railed against Barack Obama every day he was in office. In fact, that's when I left the advertising marketing world, Jay, and I got into into this world here, I got a daily television, uh, a daily, well, I did television and I did radio both, actually. Uh, when I left the agency world before, this is before America Out Loud now, uh, in that uh, three, four years prior to, Jay, before, because I, I only left the agency about nine, 10 years ago, roughly. Uh, I lose track of time. Uh, when you're having fun, it's easy to do that. And um, so, but I, I remember, you know, Obama's, uh, 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 his uh, uh, Marxist plans and his background, Jay, and his evil plot, the things that he was doing, which sort of was a new beat for us. We haven't really seen that in the country. I think he's using Biden to do a lot of things that he wouldn't do, couldn't do in his administration and probably wouldn't do because they're so radical. They're so out there. I mean, Obama was still wanted to have a legacy, whereas Biden, I think he doesn't really have his wires. I don't think his wires are totally touching, Jay. Part of it's intellect but part and part of it's being stupid. But part of it also is it, there is dementia there. He is he is not remembered. I mean, there is that is a piece of this thing. Uh, how much I don't really know. So if you combine all of that, I think he's a perfect recipe to be for the for the puppet masters to be using to play with him, because I don't think he really has a full grasp of how insane, insane I don't think he does, Jay. If you think he does, we, I disagree. I don't think he really has a clue. Malcolm, I have been searching for a word or two that you have spoken right. that I might disagree with, and I can't find any. <laughs> uh, you, you, have, you, have articulated, you have articulated my feelings 
so uh, perfectly. Well, they're using uh, Biden is all I'm saying to you, brother. I really believe this, Jay. They're using Joe Biden in a way that uh, somebody that is like an Obama probably couldn't do or wouldn't do. But he's happy. He doesn't give a rat's ass about Joe Biden. He could care less. And Joe Biden's not going to be here real long. Let's face it, Jay. I mean, the guy is not well all the way around. And I'm not trying to right. be ugly well, here or inhumane. I'm just stating the fact. I, I, I understand. You're exactly right. But the the element that you, you can't lose sight of is Biden's loving every minute of it. Well, and, but, but Jay, let me say to you that, but why wouldn't you, if you're, listen, let's be real, Jay, we're all human beings. Okay. We're made in the same style of, uh, that God has made us. And here we are. And if you were able to be president of the United States, Jay, and they were able to fly your happy ass around the world and you get limos and people cater to you and get you anything you want in the world. And you're like one of those, you know, they just feed you grapes as you're like, I mean, you know what I'm saying? You know, I mean, absolutely. Yeah. It, what more is there? would love it. Yeah. yeah why would, right. would love it. Well, I mean, I mean, here's it, a guy. He spent 46 <laughs> years in the government doing nothing. I mean, if you were to look at his record of right. 46 years, this is a man who accomplished nothing. And all of a sudden he lands in the presidency. And like you say, they're feeding him grapes exactly. one at a time as he travels around the world. Exactly. And he's one of those guys. He doesn't, Jay, hold on. He doesn't, you're so right. He doesn't have the intellect. Like this is a guy who wakes up in the morning and the little bit of marbles he can put together, Jay, he's saying himself, you, can you imagine Biden talking to himself in the bathroom mirror when Jill's in the other room, powder nose, and he's in there saying, damn, uh, I pulled this off somehow. I'm, I was Absolutely. the I was the dumbest kid on the block, and I'm now the Absolutely. president of the United States. I yep. pulled this up, Jill. Get in here, pinch me, no will question. you please? <laughs> no question. And he so he's a willing collaborator yeah. for allowing people like Obama and others to pull his chain and do the major things. But I do mm -hmm. still maintain yeah. that he gets a word in edgewise because it's fun, and he can. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I got a couple of other things. I got to get back to serious because I want to ask you this here. Uh, something out of the uh, the COP26, the Glasgow. I, 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 let me say, but I digress, Jay. Let me digress now, okay? And <laughs> so back to the climate catastrophe, they're calling it. Now, here's what I understand. And, and explain this to me, please, in layman's terms. And so we all get it. Now, their goal here, it says here to what I'm reading, Jay, is to keep warming limited to 1.5 Celsius by 2100, despite the world being currently on track for 2.7. Uh, now, the United Nations has warned if temperatures are allowed to rise this high, there will be a climate catastrophe. What do you say to all that? Well, it's all a fiction. The, the numbers are meaningless. There are, is no math. There is no science to uh, support any of it. They just make up these numbers to make it seem like they're involved in science when, in fact, they're involved only in wealth distribution. So they use their numbers and say, OK, if, uh, if the developed world gives us $100 billion a year uh, to redistribute to developing countries so they're not damaged so much uh, by all the carbon dioxide emissions, uh, we can uh, help reduce that temperature increase 100 years uh, down the road. And so let me again very quickly tell the listeners okay. that the seven-day weather forecast in any town in America 
is correct 56% of the time. And yet they're telling us what the temperature will be 100 years from now. It's, it's, uh, it's just a joke. It's a facade to extort and redistribute wealth. Meaningless, absolutely meaningless. 56% of the time. I didn't know the number, uh, but That's that it. is fascinating as hell, Jay. So, and, and I know you study this stuff is religion. Indeed. So right. 56% of the time, these, these forecasts, which is a lot of the times we know because we complain a lot of us in our local communities, oh, damn, the weatherman got it wrong or something. And well, yeah. the, the weather is unpredictable. And let's face it, Jay, our climate has been changing since God made this whole blue marble alive. Yeah. Absolutely. It is. It's always changing. And we learn more and more about what causes the changes. But the climate models and the equations that scientists use to try to predict what the temperature of the planet might be decades and decades ahead uh, have, have no basis in scientific fact. We don't know all the variables that control the, the climate or the temperature of the earth. Uh, in fact, I've written many, many papers where I list a dozen variables that common sense would say these have a relationship to what the temperature of the earth might be 10 years down the road, but we don't understand them. Would you believe, Malcolm, we don't understand the effect of clouds? Would you not think <laughs> that we would know the role that clouds play in the yeah. temperature of the planet? We, we don't understand it very well, and there are a dozen other variables uh, like that. So all the climate models, all the projections, uh, are, are virtually silly. Yeah. Well, you know, the work that you uh, in, have dedicated your life to now and uh, Tom Harris uh, is really needs to be uh, noted here. It's remarkable. I mean, you're on the front lines, uh, Dr. Lair. You're you're not only a great writer and pushing the ideas and the thoughts out there and an author. And but, you, you know, Take a moment here and let's talk about this. I just want listeners to hear because I could not be more thrilled than to have you. You've become such a dear friend to for me. Uh, you know, just to listen to you again, when I know that you helped me launch the Voice of a Nation, we had you, we had Dr. Ball on, remember, uh, Tim Ball, remember? Uh, we, we, we talked about him early, early on. And uh, uh, so we, we had the whole fight of good and evil is how we, we launched this whole thing. But now you're doing your own gig uh, on uh, the uh, Saturday, Sunday lineup, which our weekend lineup is, uh, it's kick ass, man. I tell you, I couldn't be more proud of our program. And, and I love to sometimes just sit back and listen to these programs on the weekend when I can, Jay, and take them in. And they're just amazing. So you and Tom, are doing your program. How's it going? How do you feel? What's happening? Oh, oh my God. It has been so exciting. Uh, we have tackled, I'd say, 70% science, 30% a little politics. We have never been turned down by a, a, a guest, some totally brainy super expert, uh, whether it's on nuclear energy or wind and solar or uh, radioactive uh, health or just the future of carbon dioxide. Uh, we, we put the, the, our tap the shoulder of experts all over the world. No one has ever turned us down. And the shows have been absolutely terrific. Tom and I are the hosts. And we, each week we write an article about the material that our expert uh, generally is writing about. So we write an article and it goes on AmericaOutloud.com uh, early in the week and, and through the week. And then 
uh, our radio show airs the following Saturday and Sunday. We've had terrific listenership. Yeah. And uh, I tell you, every guest we've had uh, at the end of it has thanked us so much uh, for making it possible for there to get them to get their expertise out to a larger audience. It has been a labor of love. It really has been. I, I tell you, I could not have uh, dreamt that uh, we, we'd be doing all this together, brother. But it is awfully exciting to have you in the canoe here at America Out Loud. Thank you for being part of this, uh, Jay. Really, really appreciate you, brother. And, and you know, friends, uh, we, we, we talked to Dr. Jay Lair here and you, you hear the... Um, the uh, the passion passion is a great word to use here the commitment uh that he has put forth and and that is really uh the scope of our terrific lineup i i just it is the blessing of america out loud is the experts the people it really really is i never lose sight of that i i tell you the truth is from the very beginning of this network i recognize that our experts this, this amazing family uh, at America Out Loud is the reason this ticks. And so I, I really consider those relationships of the utmost value to what we're doing in our mission here. Uh, is so vitally important. And that has expanded rapidly as we continue to bring on new, great new voices and new writers and continue to push the envelope here. You know, we're babies in this thing. We're just really starting out here. We just celebrated our five-year anniversary right here on America Out Loud. But that's that's babies. And the media empires out there and the people that have been doing this for decades, we're the new, new ones on the block here. And you know what? We're just getting started. That's the real cool thing about it just getting started so we're going to have a lot more happening in the in the months and years ahead here believe me uh and and, and by the way we just uh, revamped our media player uh those links are back at america out loud uh it, it, where it says listen live that's the media player uh, go take a look at it see what you think uh it's it's really very cool actually and it's got a lot of new links in there and, and stuff to help uh, people um hear us and, and be able to follow the schedule of shows and all of that. So anyways, and also always remember now, remember my goal, invite your moderates, independents, and your Democrat friends just left of center into the program here, certainly to the network, but into the voice of a nation here. I want to hear from those people. Um, the Marxist left, you know, they're not really going to like what we have to say, clearly. Uh, why? Well, because number one, we love God. We love our nation. We stand for the flag. We appreciate patriotism. You know, we we're on fire all the things they hate are all the things we love so that's the way that goes but those other people in the middle of the aisle got to get them in here uh that's how we transition america uh, back to greatness and keep it there got to send the marxists home thank you friends for being with me on the mission here remember it's time to get involved and let's get loud <laughs>